Hello, my lovely listeners. I'm Dr. Mary Barson. And I'm Dr. Lucy Burns. Welcome to this episode of Real Health and Weight Loss. Good morning, everybody, and good morning, Dr. Lucy. Hi, Mares. How are you today? Very good. I'm excited to get into today's topic because I think it's a very interesting one. We've given it the interesting title of health at any size, but not at any serum insulin. Lucy, can you please explain? Sure. So it's interesting, um, society today, we have, you know, people have a lot of opinions on a lot of topics and lots of people are experts in lots of scenarios. One of the things that we see, and again, as weight loss doctors, even that term can be a little tricky to navigate. You know, sometimes we're called weight management doctors. Our jam is really weight loss to improve your health. Now, the thing is, right, somebody asked me the other day, you know, what do I think about a lot of people, maybe models that are what society might term overweight, what medical people might term overweight or obese, you know, so they've got extra adipose tissue. You know, what do I think about that? Because surely they're not healthy. And it's really interesting because I said to her, well, actually, you can be metabolically well and still have extra adipose tissue. So adipose is just our fancy medical name for fat. So you can still have fat storage and be medically very well because at the end of it, it all depends on your serum insulin levels. So Mez, you're the biochemist between us. Can you explain what that means? And I know we have discussed, you know, hyperinsulinemia, which is a very fancy medical word, in our first episodes. But what does this mean? Yes, you and I, we are weight management doctors. But, and, and we have both discussed on several occasions how, indeed, for us, weight is very much a secondary issue. What we are interested in is health. And we are interested in metabolic health in particular. What we want for people is to be well, to have long, healthy lives free of diabetes and dementia and chronic diseases. So what we want is for people's hormones to be healthy. And what we mean by that is in particular, we want people to have normal levels of the hormone insulin. It really is almost all about insulin. Insulin, as we've mentioned, is a hormone made in our pancreas in really small amounts. It is released in response to the sugars and starches that we eat, the sugar and starch in our diet. When we eat sugar and starches, our body will break the starch, starch such as in pasta and bread and potato, will break it down to sugar almost immediately, pretty much even in our saliva it's broken down. So we eat, for example, let's say I eat a bowl of pasta. Their body will break all that starch down into the pasta, into glucose, into sugar. And all that sugar will be quite rapidly absorbed into my bloodstream via the liver. And then I've got heaps of sugar in my bloodstream. It can't stay there. That's not a safe situation. And so our clever, wonderfully clever human bodies make this hormone insulin. 
And then insulin has the job to take the sugar that we have eaten and convert it into fat. It does other things as well, but one of its very important jobs is to convert this sugar into fat so we can store it in our fat cells. And the system is beautiful. It's wonderful and it's vital to life and it works really well, except as is very commonly the case, when we develop insulin resistance, which is the plague of our time, probably about at least 40% of adult Australians have some degree of insulin resistance and it is at the heart of metabolic disease. And metabolic disease is at the heart of heart disease and strokes and many types of dementia and diabetes and lots and lots of causes of us being sick and unwell and having a shortened lifespan and a lowered quality of life. So back to this idea of health at any size. Well, really what we want for people is to have a nice, healthy metabolism. We want people to have normal levels of insulin going around their blood. When we get insulin resistant, it's because over time, our body can no longer cope with the carbohydrates in our diet, with the huge amounts of sugars and starches that we eat in a modern diet, particularly the processed carbohydrates and processed foods. And the body gets overwhelmed. It needs to make more and more insulin in order for the whole system to keep ticking over, but it continues to get overwhelmed and overwhelmed. And eventually this can lead to type 2 diabetes and a whole lot of horrible things. But even before people develop type 2 diabetes, insulin resistance and elevated insulin in the blood causes fatty liver. It causes plaque buildup in arteries, which can cause strokes and heart attacks and lots of horrible things. So we want people to be well, and it actually is quite possible for people to be what we might consider aesthetically overweight, but still have really normal metabolic hormones and to have a healthy metabolism. I myself, like I kind of hover around a size 14, sometimes a size 16. It kind of, it it fluctuates a bit here and there. I don't have what would be considered, you know, aesthetically a absolutely perfect body. I pretty much never, ever have. And I have in the past had problems with insulin resistance a few years ago and polycystic ovarian syndrome, which is related to insulin resistance. But I have reversed all of those issues with lifestyle. And now in this, what might not be considered a perfectly aesthetically beautiful body, I've got normal insulin levels. In fact, I've got fabulously low and healthy insulin levels. I've got a wonderfully healthy liver with absolutely no fatty liver disease, really, really healthy liver enzymes on blood tests. My ovulation cycles are normal. They just tick along normally, which means that my polycystic ovarian syndrome is in total remission. I haven't looked at the health of my arteries specifically, but I have looked at other markers such as my blood pressure, which is really good, my cholesterol and lipid profile, which is really good. So I'm healthy. I'm well. And what I actually do and encourage other people to do is to love your body, love my body, love your body 
for what it does rather than what it looks like. Oh, Maz, that I love that. I totally love that. And I think this is, again, you know, we are often talking about walking the line, navigating the world through two extremes. And this is part of what happens. We have this idea, and again, you know, Instagram and in particular, they're not helpful for a lot of it because there's this ideal, this idea that if you are very lean and exercise a lot, that you're super healthy. But there are plenty of plenty of people who are no longer healthy, you know, and I'm thinking in particular, say people like footballers, like, you know, you look at them and they've got, you know, they're lean, they've got muscles, they're, in, you know, incredibly fit. But if you have a look at them at 40, a lot of them have got knee replacements, they've had brain injuries due to their sport, they're no longer healthy. So this idea that looking like a demigod is healthy is not always accurate. And I think we need to be very mindful of the fact that we judge, in particular, we judge people who are, air quotes, overweight or obese, and we automatically say, well, they're unhealthy. There are plenty of people out there who are very lean and very unhealthy with disordered relationships to food. But there's also people in the population, the TOFIs, as they're called. So TOFI is an acronym, T-O-F-I. And it stands for thin on the outside and fat on the inside. So that means that people walking down the street, they look thin. You know, they're wearing their clothes, they just look normal size. But inside, they're storing all their fat in their organs. So I remember somebody called it skinny fat. But uh, yes, it's tofi. So they might outwardly look reasonably lean, but inwardly their metabolic hormones are in disarray. And the thing that determines really your capacity to store subcutaneous fat is a lot to do with your genetics and your epigenetics. So basically the deal is our body can store subcutaneous fat. And while we don't like fat on our bottoms or our thighs or the back of our arms, it's perfectly healthy place to store your fat. The places that are unhealthy are when you start storing fat around your abdomen in your organs. That's unhealthy fat storage. So you've got somebody and they might have really skinny arms and legs, a bit round in the middle. And then when we do their hormone profile, they've got fatty liver and really disordered metabolic hormones. But nobody is judging them and looking at them going, they're really unhealthy. No one's saying anything. But there might be some, you know, and it's often women, they might be a size 16, size 18, I don't know, perfectly healthy metabolic hormones and everyone's going, oh my God, they're so unhealthy. So it's really important to actually decide, well, what is health? It's certainly not how you look, is it? It really, really isn't. It's not how we look, it's how we function, like I am, you know, I love biochemistry. I could nerd out on it all day long. I really could. Just the absolute fundamental miracle that is the human organism. It is incredibly complicated and amazing what our bodies can do. It's an absolute miracle. And I love this miracle body of mine. It's amazing. And I'm very, very grateful to it. And I'm very, very happy that it is healthy. We talk about walking the line, you know, 
we want to walk the line down this sensible middle path when we don't want to assume that thinner is better and that it's all about how we look. But by the same token, I think there is a small risk with this idea of um, health at any size that if people can choose to not pay any attention to the health of their body, not pay any attention to their metabolic hormones. So I think that there are some people who are overweight or obese that have got metabolic disease and it is that that we need to address and fix so that these people can be healthy and live their best life and yes lose weight weight loss is certainly will happen when we correct metabolic disease but it isn't the only thing so you don't want to go too far either way you don't want to say it doesn't matter at all and you don't want to say weight is the only thing that matters you want to focus on function metabolic health and being well so that you can live your best life totally and i think it's really we can see this happening even within our children these days so there's the two extremes within kids you know you've got children with eating disorders who have anorexia or bulimia um, or binge eating disorder and then you've got children who with metabolic syndrome so they've got fatty liver and pre-diabetes so this is part of the reason why things like guidelines can be tricky in that they're this one size fits all, but in fact, one size never fits all because we are all individuals and we have different needs and different genetics and different propensities and different upbringings and different cultures. We're not a one size fits all. It's bizarre to think that we could be. But um, again, it's that walking the line, isn't it? You, we can't be saying to people, you know, everybody needs to eat low carb because, in fact, not everybody does need to eat low carb. I certainly think our population on a, as a whole could eat lower amounts of carbs. But everybody who's insulin resistant, including you and me, Mares, we need to eat low carb to improve our health. There's just no disputing that. My kids are lucky. They're quite metabolically flexible. They don't seem to have got my genetics, which is kind of good for them. And they can eat more carbs. They're not insulin resistant. They're not storing it. They're burning it off. But there are certainly younger children who need to reduce their carb load compared to perhaps some of their peers. And that, that's quite hard to navigate as well. Mm. I think the key, and, and look, the health at any size movement, I think it has done one thing, which is really to, we need to stop demonizing people because of what they look like. Okay, we don't need to judge people for being overweight or obese. We know nothing about them. We know nothing about their genetics. We know nothing about their hormones. We know nothing about their trauma. We know nothing. And when we make a judgment about somebody because of the way they look or what we see them eating, then really that's a blight on us because that shows that we are acting without compassion and kindness and compassion is one of our things. So I guess if anything in here, I would say to you, 
all of our listeners, no matter what, judge less to both others and to yourself because nothing good comes from judgment. Absolutely. And you can have health at pretty much any size, but not at any serum insulin level. Wonderful. All right, darling. Well, I think that's our little message for today. No judging, no judgy wudgy. We will see you all next week. Bye, darlings. See you later. It's been wonderful chatting to you. So, my lovely listeners, that ends this episode of Real Health and Weight Loss. I'm Dr. Lucy Burns. And I'm Dr. Mary Barson. We're from Real Life Medicine. To contact us, please visit rlmedicine.com. And until next time, thanks thanks for for listening. listening.